All right, welcome to Geared Up from GeekWire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We have a lot to talk about, some breaking news, new products. Yes. Apple just acquired Shazam, this the music huge. discovery app. Big. Is it? Is it's it big? big. Okay, we're going to be talking about that because I'm not sure it's that big. It's big. All right. Google Home Max is just out today. This is Google's big entry into high-end audio. Is it big? Uh, well, it's Max. It's big. That's big. <laughs> Plus, Microsoft and its PC partners come out with a new line of machines, convertible tablets. Yeah, new that, class, right? New class, really. They're always connected, really making your PC more like a smartphone. Plus, Alexa has a new trick that makes her a little bit more like a traditional alarm clock. Right, I want to hear about this, because you you love anything new Alexa can do. Uh, you know, it's kind of neat. You get this device in your home, and suddenly she improves and, yes. and gets better. Yes. I'm even starting to use the, the, the gender pronoun. I'm, I've, I've finally <laughs> started doing that. I, was, I guess, was it, did it used to be it? Yeah, it. Now, yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a device, she... it's a thing, it's an AI, but I guess I'm finally converting. Don't forget, subscribe to Geared Up, Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Geared Up on the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you get your shows. Stitcher. Google Play Music. It's everywhere. You can get links to everywhere. You can subscribe at geekwire.com slash geared up. Okay. Without further ado, our first story, Shazam. The big Shazam story. Yes. So Shazam is, for people who don't know, the, the music discovery app. And I have some fond memories of this because this app really was one of the first ways you could surprise and impress somebody with a mm. smartphone who was maybe wasn't familiar with apps. Right. This whole idea of music fingerprinting, this app recognizes the signature of the song and then tells you what the song is about. And of course, Shazam has gotten into a lot of other things beyond that. They sort right. of extend that into music purchasing. Apple has now acquired Shazam for a reported purchase price of as much as $400 million. That's a lot of money. Less, though, than Shazam was valued at its most recent funding, which was oh. one, $1 billion, which what? means that investors, as they say, took a haircut on this one if those <laughs> valuations are true. Okay. But from a Apple perspective, what's the significance of this acquisition? I mean, we don't know what they're doing, obviously. We can only infer based on their current businesses. And so the, the most obvious to me would be Siri. Um, you know, it's interesting. People say Siri doesn't improve fast enough. And then Apple makes a purchase like this, and then I see people complaining. Siri sucks. Why would they even add this to it? it was they're salt like they're trying to solve the first complaint you had by doing the second thing? So having Shazam built in as a Siri, you know, extension or whatever you want to call it, is interesting. Just ask Siri. You can actually do it today, though. You can ask Siri what song is this, and it'll answer. But I think it probably uses Shazam on the back end to accomplish that. That brings up the question, though: Does Shazam go away for Android? Very, Does very it go away question. for Google, you know, assistant? What do you? What's your bet based on past practice with Apple? My bet would be it does not go away because when Apple acquired Beats Music, which they turned into Apple Music, they still have that for Android too. You can download from the Google Store on Android Apple Music if you want to, um, but we don't know. This is just me taking a guess. And then the other thing is Apple Music itself, like Shazam, obviously or maybe even iTunes as a whole, because Shazam will also not just do music fingerprinting, but you could hold it up and say, what show am I watching? And it'll tell you from the audio of the TV show, oh, this is the show, this is the episode, this is the synopsis of this episode. So it could be something they're trying to tie in 
for iTunes content, so not just music, but also Apple Music as a service. And um, you know, if you buy TV shows or the you know the, the long rumored upcoming TV subscription service that Apple right. may be doing, and then there's also the HomePod that got delayed. You don't you don't buy a company for four hundred million dollars and just decide to do it like three days ago, right? Right. So there was due diligence happening and everything. Was that possibly involved in the delay of the HomePod? They were trying to get this closed, and is Shazam going to be somehow integrated there with that speaker? I don't know, but it's very exciting. Very interesting. So one of the things that Shazam has done is really, as you said, incorporate into that TV experience. And one of the things that they tried is, for example, hold up your phone during a commercial, yes. and then that fingerprint from the sound of the commercial takes you to someplace inside the app on Shazam. Sort of it's almost like a, a redirect yeah. kind of. It's So in some ways, you can think of Shazam as not just a music discovery app, but a bridge between audio and digital. Yeah, it's like a, an audible hyperlink. Yeah. Right. Like you hold it up and it takes you to a destination um, in some cases, which is which is cool. Now, now. I'm curious though, what did you what did you first think? Like those were my initial thoughts of how can Apple use this? What are they trying to do here? What were I, your thoughts? My first thought was something that'll probably reveal my age and it's not very germane <laughs> to the actual technology discussion, okay. but I thought, you know, clearly, and I'm saying this somewhat tongue in cheek, but clearly the passing of Jim Neighbors, uh, Gomer Pyle, who is famous for the phrase Shazam cleared the way from an IP perspective. So Apple actually felt comfortable making this acquisition because they weren't going to have any IP claims from Jim Neighbors. Now, unfortunately, I have no clue who that is. <laughs> so You weren't like a Andy Griffith uh, fan growing Andy up? Andy Griffith? Is that the black and white TV show that would come on every week? Because if so, that was before my time. All right. Well, we're crossing generations here, apparently. At any rate, that's my somewhat So you, so you, have, no real, you have no real thoughts on this, though? No, my first other thought... Other than Gomer Pyle? No, my, my first thought was exactly what I said. I do believe that that this is a bridge between the audio world and the physical world. And increasingly, the world is going audio with voice yes. assistants. And if you can connect that audio, mm -hmm. whether it's from Alexa or mm. Siri or anybody else, to a digital redirect, I think there's power right. in that. I don't know how much intellectual property Shazam actually has in terms of patents, yeah. but this could put Apple in an interesting position to leverage the engineering talent at Shazam, not only for the actual Shazam app, but for that bridge between the audio and yeah, the digital worlds. So we don't know, like you said, about the patents, but if there is some sort of digital audio fingerprinting or if they can take if they can push the tech further into fingerprinting our individual voices again with right. the HomePod. Okay, this is Todd in the room. This is Andrew speaking. This is so and so speaking. There's a lot that can be here that's not at the surface. It's not about just identifying songs. Right. This is not so much about the Shazam app as it is about I believe the Shazam R and D and the potential yeah. to build that into Staff. Apple products and services. Exactly. So that that was my actual serious thought. There you go. After my there initial, I appreciate that. It is very coincidental. <laughs> Jim Neighbors just passed away. And, yeah, and here a go. week later, Apple makes the acquisition of Shazam, <laughs> his big catchphrase. But obviously that is nothing that's that's actually related. All right. So that is Apple acquiring Shazam for a reported $400 million, which is quite a chunk of change. Yeah, not um, confirmed, though, right? That's not a confirmed that, that number. That number is not confirmed. Okay. But for context, 
Apple bought Beats for about $3 billion back in 2014. $3 billion? $3 billion, uh, at least according to the source I'm reading right here. Yeah. And just to put that in context, Apple's acquisition of Turi, the machine learning company based here in Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, was about $200 million. Okay. So it's about twice that amount for Shazam, yeah. if, if these reports are accurate. Right, right. Beats, though, that was the big one. Yeah, that was, that the, was big the big one. one. Yeah. Shazam is the biggest one since the Beats acquisition. Yeah. So. That's crazy. All right, let's move on to our next topic. What Andrew, we got? you were Ooh. actually in Hawaii. I was. Not to go to the beach. No. But to cover a new product category That's from correct. Microsoft and its PC partners called Always Connected PCs. Yes. We covered this on GeekWire as well, although not from the sandy beaches of, <laughs> where were you, Maui? Right, in Maui. That's correct. <laughs> Tough assignment, I know. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're complaining about me. No, it's like, it's, it's work. When you're out there covering these things, if you want to cover things properly, right, you're out there trying to get the story, trying to make your content. You're not on the beach the whole time. I was there for seven days. I didn't go to the beach until the day before I left. So these new devices, which I know you got tons of time with because you were not on the beach. That's right. They promise extended battery life, persistent connectivity. Mm -hmm. In some cases, they're saying up to a week of battery life, although that must not be with constant use. Yeah, the battery life is roughly... 20 hours. This is Gen 1. So these are powered by Snapdragon 835 processors, the ones that were announced. And obviously, um, at the same event, the 845 was also announced, which is similar, if you want to think of it as a, a jump in processing power, it's similar to when Apple, you know, last year they had the A10 processor, and now they have the A11 Bionic processor. So this is Qualcomm's new Snapdragon processor powering PCs, which is crazy right. because these are not x86 processors. They're ARM processors. Right. So let's ex- sort of break that down a little bit. So Intel and Microsoft traditionally make the x86 yes. platform, which in most PCs you're going to find. They're traditional. X86 or x64. Yeah. Tra- traditional PC processors. Yes. Uh, Qualcomm and the Snapdragon line is more traditionally their ARM processors. They're right. found in phones. Correct. And the whole idea is they're not taking as much energy to run mm-hmm. so they're very battery efficient which is where you start to get these very long battery lives for, right. for pcs and so here you have microsoft really pushing the the envelope with partners including lenovo and hp and mm-hmm. asus yes to create pcs that in some ways act more like phones in that they have long battery life and they're always connected with 4g lte right right and so what you end up with is a and remember like when Windows used to run on ARM, it was RT. Right. Your favorite Surface RT ever right. was right. the Surface RT, right? Instead of having a dumbed down Windows experience, these are running full Windows. Yep. Windows 10. Windows 10 S. You can upgrade it to Windows 10 Pro, um, just like you know any other PC. They are tablet form factors, at least the ones that have been announced so far. And but the thing is, is you get the great battery life again, 20 hours. That's 20 hours in use. So if you're not using it, then you have the you know super long standby time. You can turn on this PC uh, in New York on your plane, fly all the way to Tokyo, use this PC the entire time, and not even have to worry about plugging it in once. Like, and this is this is real world scenario. This isn't like you know turning the screen down to ten percent, and you know it's actually using it as any person would use it. It's instant on, so just like your smartphone, when you pick up your smartphone, you just tap the on button, it just boom, pops up. It's just like that, um, which you don't really see on computers. You know, you, yep. you hit the power button, you have to wait a while. It 
comes up, enter your password. So I'm actually very impressed. I mean, you see here, it's a tablet form factor once again, and on the outside, um, when looking at this one in particular, the HP NVX2, it has an accessory that gives it the more, you know, traditional laptop feel with a kickstand and a keyboard. But, you know, my my the question I had after seeing this was, you know, these these get released, you go to Best Buy or wherever you buy your stuff. Are you going to the computer laptop section to shop for these? Are they in the mobile phone section? Is it a is it a truly new category where they're in their own section themselves? Like these where are still do you PCs. See these, fitting? these are still PCs. So you these, see it as more PC you, than phone. absolutely. Yeah, it's. It, I think people will still look at them largely as flexible utilitarian budget PCs because like Asus and the the Nova Go yeah. that's going to start at $600 right. for a machine with 4 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. So I look at that and I go okay, yeah, it feels more like a souped up netbook mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways and granted, you know, this is something that is leveraging the latest processor. I yes. mean, you're not getting a dumbed down machine here. Um, that said, it, it still feels in that netbook category. So I think a lot of stores and buyers will still think of it right. in that way. Although there is the you know the one thing extra thing to think about: always connected PC. What that implies it or not implies what it means is that these are truly like phones. They are always connected to a mobile you know mobile service. You have to have a mobile data plan for these, sim- similar to your smartphone. Um, so whether it's T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, AT and T, etc. Um, these devices are meant to always have a connection and they being powered by the latest Qualcomm processors means they're able to use gigabit LTE and gigabit LTE is much faster than what we're used to today. So this is actually really cool because, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've certainly noticed this over the past like couple of years. Um, it used to be when I had my smartphone and I went somewhere, I was always trying to find the Wi-Fi because the cell, the cell data was always slow. And sometime in the last couple of years, that behavior has switched to where I find Wi-Fi and I join it, and I end up saying, I need to dis- disconnect from this Wi-Fi because the LTE is actually faster, faster that happens than to me Wi-Fi. At home sometimes. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So now you're going to actually have, you know, today, these day, in this day and age, a fast connection, and you don't have to be hunting for Wi-Fi. Like, this is great. My one negative on this is I, I still don't see the tablets that convert into pseudo laptops mm-hmm. as a really valid use case. I know I yeah, know you not, can do it's it. It's not a true it's it still feels experience. like a little bit of a toy to me, honestly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's the form factor you're saying. Yes, like the, the form factor. The, so if they had a clamshell yes. like actual like the more typical a regular notebook laptop, yes. you would be more akin to yes using something like that than the tablet. Right. For example, one thing we have not yet seen is Lenovo's intro right. into this. We'll and see that at I'm CES. I'm a huge fan of the ThinkPad. If they were to take a ThinkPad and apply these principles mm-hmm. to it, to me, that would be just like... I, That's I would, the computer to I, I'm, get. I'm ready to go with that. Right. I mean, I'm already... You know, Claire McGrain on our team has a wonderful ThinkPad over there, and I, I like sit there and I'm, I'm jealous of it. You know, uh, so uh, th- that I'm already a big fan of Lenovo. So if they were to be able to say, okay, and you get 20 hours of battery life, right? P- plus persistent connectivity when you go to the airport, you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. To me, that that starts to be be more of a game changer than a tablet that can kind of act like a yeah, PC. yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. And it's also interesting though the power in these mobile processors, um, both from not just Qualcomm, but also Apple, like when you look at the processor that's inside the latest iPhone 10 and you compare it to the processor in the latest MacBook, so not the Pro, but just the MacBook, 
the mobile processor beats it. Mm-hmm. Like it's faster. It does. It does. The, you know the the math that processors do faster. So you're actually getting something that's more efficient, but you're not really losing power. And I think that's something that people may not realize. And I think you know seeing this come out from the PC world to me is a big enough deal uh, to wonder, are we going to see Apple release an A-series processor-powered MacBook Ooh, or MacBook They Air? could do it all in-house. Right. They can do it all in-house and, again, have it powered, you know, super long battery MacBook life. Air. It would be yeah, the MacBook Air. Super long battery life without, you know, skimping on power processing. Oh, that makes, to- makes total it's sense. It's so cool. Yeah. So this is, what a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so HP's NVX2 will be available in spring of next year. We're still waiting to see what the Lenovo device will look like. Yes. But those are Microsoft and its partners new Windows 10 always yes. connected PCs that Andrew went to Maui to see and did not go to the beach for. I didn't go to no, I didn't go to the beach to see them. This was a Snapdragon Summit. Um it was an announcement of the always connected PC and then the next day was the announcement of the Snapdragon 845, which, you know, again, it's just really cool, as someone who loves tech, to see what tiny processors in smartphones and mobile technology are able to do versus, you know, even just three years ago. Like, yeah. phones. Like It's crazy what we can do today with our phones that we couldn't do just a few years ago. All right. We will be right back with Alexa's new trick. You're listening to Geared Up. All right. Welcome back to Geared Up. It is time for the National Car Rental Story of the Week. Yes, sir. And today we're focusing on a demo of one of your favorite products in the world. I feel like you are Alexa's best friend, although sometimes you're yelling at her. You, yes. have, a, you have a very contentious relationship. Yeah. So, but isn't that sort of like what everybody's relationship True. with Alexa is With like? Or any AI, yeah. right? Oh, I, I got to tell you, I had the greatest moment. Uh-oh. We were watching a TV show uh, about the Country Music Awards and sort of a DV- one of those DVD sales, and Ronnie Millsap came up, and he was wearing sunglasses. And this is a, maybe perhaps a little bit un-PC, but he was wearing sunglasses. Do you know Ronnie Millsap? I the, do not. Okay. I'm <laughs> like, who was this guy? <laughs> Sorry, so between Jim Neighbors and Ronnie Millsap, I'm going for the over 60 crowd here. But at any rate, he was wearing sunglasses. I was like, wait a second. Did, did Ronnie Millsap lose his sight at one point? And I yelled across the room. My wife and I were arguing about it. And I yelled across the room. Alexa, is Ronnie Millsap blind? Yes, Ronnie Millsap is blind. I was okay. like, "Whoa! I, what a useful piece of information!" That was interesting. She solved. She solved the. She gave me the answer to that. Yeah. Like, oh, he wasn't just being cool with his sunglasses. At right. any rate, that that was that. You know, Alexa. She, yes. she She actually answered a question that I had. Right. Which is rare, I find, oh. among voice assistants. Yes. In general, do you find Alexa to be activating? more often these days when you don't mean for it to be activated because i feel like almost yes once an hour she just chimes into our conversation nowadays yes absolutely just sort of <laughs> like we weren't asking you anything yeah i, I don't know the answer to that you know yes. or, or whatever she might say okay so the new feature that we're spotlighting this week that just came out yes is the ability to use Alexa as a clock radio. As a clock, a clock radio. radio alarm. Okay, so clarify for me, because I feel like we've talked about in the past that you could use Alexa as a timer. An alarm. And alarm. But now you can use it as you would a traditional clock radio by your bedside. With music. With music. Oh, so, for example, okay. we'll set this. Alexa, set an alarm for 2.17 p.m., to the song that goes, I've paid my dues time after time. 
What? Alarm set for 2.17 p.m. to We Are The Champions, remastered 2011 on Amazon Music. All right, what? so that's in about a minute here. So it's going to kick, if, if this works, it's going to kick in. So she recognized the song lyric. Right, you just said a couple of lyrics or just one lyric. Hey, yep. the song that does this. Yeah, basically. And who Whoa. doesn't want to wake up to Queen no in one. the morning? No one, come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we'll see when it That's turns to 217. That's an old reference that I can actually appreciate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, gosh, I, I am feeling really old on this show. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I, you know, I listen to Taylor Swift all the right. time. <laughs> so, oh. Look at that. There it is. Look at that. There it is. So there there you have it. How crazy. Yeah. So I think that was fair use right there. Yeah, yeah, just, right. Just, just three <laughs> seconds or less. But no, I mean, that's actually cool. So it wasn't even just... Here's a radio station, which most clock radios are. You can yes. set your station, right. and it wakes you up. It could be a commercial. Exactly. This is, here's a song I want to wake up to. Yes. Do you guys have a paid subscription for no. this? or like? No, this is where, it's a new It's a new feature of Alexa. No, I know, but you asked for a specific song. Oh, yeah. So it works with Amazon Music, which comes natively yep. with the uh, Echo devices and with Alexa, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, SiriusXM, and iHeartRadio. Wow. So lots of, lots wow. of choices. So. You can so if you're an Apple Music user, you're out. But if you're an Alexa owner, you have yes. access to the Amazon Music, not the not the full Amazon Music, but like the not the paid subscription right. Amazon Music. But it, if you just have Amazon Prime, you have right. a base level yes. of music, and that any you of get those songs Amazon would music. be yeah. usable here. That's really that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. We were. <laughs> My wife and I were talking last night, and she was saying she never brings this up with me, just with me personally. Like it has to be with company. She's like, he has the the most annoying alarm, and she's like, when I have to wake up and he's still sleeping, I have like my phone under my pillow, and it just goes off. And I and when he's sleeping, it like basically wakes up the whole house. And I'm like, well, that's the alarm that was built in to the phone. So it wakes now, up. Do you like pipe it in through your smart home, or no, what do you do? I just. It just it's just like I don't put my my phone under my pillow for my alarm. I have it like on the desk, so I have to get up. You know, that's how it yeah. makes me wake up. Like I have to get up and go get it. But being able to play a specific song that you know isn't something that's like jarring, right? Because most alarms are jarring. They want you to wake up. Being able to play a more you know soothing song or whatever that's very cool. Combine this with this like good. one of those sunrise clocks. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, oh, you yeah. could like you could wake up to you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's it's a wonderful world or something like that. You know, <laughs> like, yes. Like like be really optimistic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of, and the, the sun comes up, there it is. even though it's you know thirty degrees. I like and that. <laughs> dark outside. I like that. Free update. It's not even something you have to update in case you don't know. If you own an Alexa, you basically, since Alexa is always going to the cloud for the commands you ask for. All the updates happen on Amazon's side. So That's you right. don't even have to like look for an update for if you own one, it has this feature. But as long as we're talking about bedside yep. clocks, clearly this was designed in part with the Echo Spot in Uh-oh. mind. So this comes out a week before the official What's up with release this? of Echo Spot. We are updating you guys on the Echo Spot. So we, last week we said it was delayed. Well, we said that it was sold out. Sold out, right. Sold out, which is true. It, we But we talked about it in the context of the delay of Apple's HomePod, HomePod right. which technically was delayed. Yes, it is. The first people who ordered the Echo Spot will still get that on the release date of December 19th. Okay. It just happens to be that the people who are ordering now and as of last week holidays. is not coming in time for the holidays. So it's essentially sold out, which is yeah. different than a delay. Right. True. I got you. So, all right. So, did you order one? I yes, I ordered two. I also ordered uh, the new uh, Echo gadget device, the the Echo buttons. 
Oh yeah, which I'm hoping to have in time for next week's show. Okay, so um, your spot is coming before the holidays or after? After the holidays. Yeah. When is yours coming? Um, I did not even order one because when, once we talked about the delayed shipping, I was like, ah, I'm just going to wait. You know, you get upset about it. Yes. If I can't get it when everyone else does, then I'm not going to get it at all. Yeah. No, I hear and you. You just end up hurting yourself. Yeah, I ordered two. We'll see if they. We'll see when they get here. <laughs> yes. So we'll I'm sure we'll be talking about it on Geared Up. Of course, the Echo Spot is the bedside small version mm-hmm. of the Echo Show. This is like one of the most exciting Echo devices that they've announced. I'm, you know, this is cool. But remember, it was not working at the product unveiling. That's it was, true. It was, a, it was a demo device. It was a demo reel playing on the display. All right. So that is the new Alexa alarm clock. Whoops. Just just activated her yeah. again. That is the new Alexa alarm clock feature that will wake you up to music of your choice. Yes. And that is the National Car Rental story of the week. There you have it. Big thanks to National Car Rental for sponsoring Geared Up. All right. Let's move on to our last story. All right. What do this we got? This is the Google mm. Home Max. Speaking of speakers. Yes. This is the big one. Just, this a, was just released today. It just released today. This was announced at Google's uh, major annual I.O. event um, a few months. It feels like it was a couple months ago at least. It took a while for this to be released, but they didn't delay theirs. No, no, that's They're right. shipped. Unlike HomePod, this yes. is here. It's here, and it's ready to be used. I didn't see any reviews on this, though. It's interesting. It seems like what they did here was release it and like just qu- almost quietly. Like there was no big press release or anything about how this was available. I actually saw it last night on uh, I don't know if it was Best Buy's website or like one of those stores. It was just like, hey, you can order this now. To to your point, here's the beginning of CNET's quote review of the story. Let's see. They say one thing's for sure: Google's new premium smart speaker produces powerful sound. To be fair, we were in a pretty small room in the company's headquarters in Mountain View, California, and we had the volume turned up. Still, after a brief demo, they came away mostly impressed. So this is not a full review. Yeah, not at all. Google brought them into headquarters for more of a controlled experience. Yeah, yeah. Which is a bit of a red flag, isn't it? That is a red I mean, to me, yes, because usually with things like this, you ship the speaker. Like when Sonos, Sonos, another smart home speaker maker, they ship the speaker to you. So you can review it in the context of where you would typically listen to stuff because that's where it matters. It doesn't matter how it sounds in a room on Google's headquarters. It matters how it sounds in my living room or my kitchen or, you know, my office. And so I'm curious, like, why there was not much fanfare um, behind the launch here. And also, Google has been seemingly having issues with their hardware lately. Like Like what? The Pixel 2 display. Had some issues at launch. The Pixel Buds, um, everyone who's been reviewing those have been saying that they're not you know, as cool or as hip or really as functional as Google had made them out to be. And now we have the Google Home Max, which is just, you know, there hasn't been any significant. It just seems like it just, here it is. Like it just came out of nowhere. So what are the main selling points for this speaker? Because it's $400. This it's, is not yes. a cheap device. Right. It's expensive. I mean, I think... The money all ties into the sound experience. So because as far as the smart uh, features go, it's the same as the Google Home or Google Home Mini. It's the Google which, Assistant inside. Yeah, Google Assistant. And that's obviously the Google Home Mini doesn't cost that much money. It's like you know 50 or $60. So this is really all about the sound. If you want a great speaker, supposedly I haven't used one yet, so I'm going off of their messaging. If you want a great speaker that can fill a room, with uh, you know loud sound, bass, treble, no distortion, 
that would be this. And it also happens to have the Google Assistant built in. So you can ask for specific songs. You can ask, you know, trivia, anything you basically you could do with an Alexa uh, within reason because Alexa the, the has the most integrations in it. But it's similar to that. It's basically like a very powerful um, high-end speaker that you can talk to and request things from. Okay, just out today for people just who are today. looking for high-end audio with an intelligent assistant inside. Should they go for the Sonos with Alexa inside or the Google Home Max with well assistant inside? The answer there is a little bit more tricky, and the reason is because Sonos, the smart speaker they have is the Sonos One, so they haven't upgraded the Sonos Play 3 or the Play 5, and this the Google Home Max would be more similar to the Play 5. So as far as the sound, like music goes, um, again, I haven't tried it yet, but the Google Home Max would be the better speaker for music. Um, If you wanted, you know, the Google, the Sonos One is fantastic. I've used that. It's a great device. It sounds really good. But, you know, the smaller speaker just isn't, is going to lose compared to the larger speaker at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. Okay. But Sonos also is Alexa versus Google Assistant. So that's the other thing to consider if one of those matters to you over the other. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff. I learned a lot this week, Andrew. Yeah, me too. Anything else you want to teach me this time? I'm going to teach you. Listen. (laughs) So I went on that trip we talked about. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to talk about this. I know. I was like, should I talk about this? How'd the airport experience go for It's business travel. By the way, again, national car rental targeted towards business travel. Thank them for sponsoring. But business travel can be very hectic and annoying sometimes. And one of the annoying things is the TSA. I'm not a big fan of the TSA because um, I feel like they're more of a nuisance than anything. So I, I check my bag, which I hate doing. And in fact, I've known my wife now for about nine years. And in those nine years, I've probably checked a bag during travel six times. I hate checking a bag because you never know what they're going to do to your bag. But when I have to bring my camera equipment... Like, if I have to bring enough of it, there's no way I can put it in a carry-on, so I'm forced to check a bag, right? But when I'm forced to check a bag full of expensive things, I'm really hoping that things go well. So I land in Maui, and my bag comes out on the carousel completely unzipped, like open, not even like half unzipped. It was like we we unzipped it. There was a sheet of paper in there that said, hey, we're TSA, and we needed to, you know, go through your bag and, and you know, for security purpose, make sure, like, everything was cool because there's a lot of batteries in there and, you know, hardware in there. But they didn't zip it back up. So during travel between the, you know, 3,000 miles or whatever it is between Seattle and Maui, stuff fell out of the bag, expensive things like camera lenses, GoPro Hero, Black 6, my MacBook Pro Char- I'm there with my laptop to work, and my MacBook Pro charger's gone. It's just disappeared because yes. thanks to the TSA. Yes. Lip balm gone. <laughs> Come on. You're in the tropics. You need your lip balm. So now I have to do the whole claim process, and hopefully they reimburse me, but it's, it's annoying. So yeah. We'll keep us posted. Words of wisdom. Don't check your don't bags. Don't check your bags. Don't check your bags. Good takeaway. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Thanks for listening to Geared Up. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gearlive and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.